Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Good, John. You? Good. I'm great, man. Dude, this everybody, this is Ken Block, obviously, from Sister Hazel. Huge fan. I'm so glad you... Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I'm, I'm like... So, th- this this whole... It's weird, dude. So, this this whole show started... Yeah. Um, You know, couldn't tour like everybody else during the pandemic. Yeah. Definitely didn't want to do a podcast, right? Right. I, I, I'm like, you know, I mean, it's every jack-off comedian's got a podcast. <laughs> you know, it's... So, right. I, I But I was like, you know... It was getting to be that point where, like, you know, around eight, nine o'clock when we're used to performing, sure. you want something to do. So yeah. I had this this show idea that I was kind of pitching uh, to networks called Dystopia Tonight because I loved the idea of, uh, well, not love, but, you know, end of the world scenario kind of thing where this this poor schmuck who had to still host a TV show. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, let's go on. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then all that shit fucking happened. And I was like, yeah. well, I, I have the name. So, um, <laughs> Oh, it's gonna use that. Gonna use that, right? Yeah, exactly. I did business, and then, but I was like, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I got like my my comedy buddies, like Louis Black, and now all those guys, yeah. Tom Pop, like whatever to come up. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if I can get all the bands I listen to. Great, <laughs> and and it was, uh, it's just been beautiful, dude. I've been running with it, so so thank you for that. Where did you come up with your theme music? So that was okay. So do you know who Tony Woods is? Maybe. Okay, Tony, you, I think you'd know him if you saw him, but Tony Woods is a hilarious comic but he's basically Chappelle's mentor right like oh yeah without no Tony Woods no Chappelle right so um so I'm I was doing a gig in DC I was doing the improv in DC and Tony was like down the street and he and I had done like this one-off together and so he took me out one night and when you go out with Tony you don't come home ever maybe right but like so so anyway we go out but I, I met this woman at um uh one of these like underground DC whatever the hell it was and she was like, I'm a DJ, I do music and stuff like that. And we just connected. And then, awesome. yeah, and the pandemic hit. And I was like, hey, do you want to write the music for this? Like, I'll pay, like, I'm doing the show. And she immediately got it. She was like, I, I know, I think I know what you need. And then she did that. Of course she did. That's good alignment, John. Right? Isn't that, it was like, it was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, she's really great. Her name, I think she actually just changed her name, but she used to go by Melody, um, and, uh, but her name is Declan. She's, she's awesome. She's fucking That's great. Well, it's, it's very fitting and it, it's very good. Thank you. Thank you. I let her know. She lo- uh, honestly, like whenever, like there's a musician that's on yeah. and, and yeah. like they say that she's like, oh, no, it's hey, great. It's very, it's good to hear it. you know, I was talking, um, uh, a little bit older than you, but we had a conversation on the bus about like how good 70s TV theme songs were. Yes. In the 80s, too, still had some. I don't really know today. You got maybe, you know, Clank, Clank, Game of Thrones kind of stuff, whatever. But, but you know, Sword, Shield, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but those 70s and 80s, I mean, they were phenomenal. Yeah. Like, genius 90s, I mean, 30-second song. Yo, yeah, absolutely. Dude, I got to tell you right now, you're hitting all the good points here, points here because uh, <laughs> uh, the theme from Perfect Strangers, I, do you know that one? Yeah, it's unbelievable, right? Dude, it's like a fuck. It's a full fucking song. Like, play that shit on the radio. Like, I was you know, I brought over the band. I go, we should do like a, like Magnum PI that like a walkout music. Yeah, it's a great walkout. Oh god, and it lifts you up. Like whenever I hear that kind of shit. Now I'm like, you know, anytime they again, like Game of Thrones, or even I'm addicted to The Last of Us. Now they got that going on. But the music makes me fucking sad or on edge. Like I'm not happy. I have uh, I have people very close to me um, that know my 
sensibility with watching things. And they said, I have got to watch that show. Oh, it's good, dude. If you if that's your sensibility, dude, you're you're going to love it. It's a real great show. And the thing that's cool about it, too, is I don't know if they told you, but like or, or if you've gotten a chance to look up the the whole thing, like the fungus, like have you a seen bit, a little bit? That shit is fucking scary, man. Like I like just the fact that it's real, like anytime they add like a real element to it, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, there's a little too much real shit going on. Like, right. <laughs> like whatever you, you watch, like, um, you know, this whole uh, supernatural, like the, the exorcist, you know, home and, yeah. you know, the devil. I mean, that, that was kind of like, OK, supernatural. But now you yeah. deal with like germs and fungus yeah. and we're coming off a pandemic and we're coming off like Ooh, that that's it. Right, it, so, it is, yeah, it hits, it hits way too close to home. Again, that's why I don't understand. Like, you know, there's a lot of dudes who, who are, you know, I, I'll like, like older guys who just get tired of the, you know, they'll they'll shit on our sci-fi fantasy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm like, guys, do you understand that for that amount of money, you better fucking take me to space. I want to get as far away from the <laughs> right. It's all like I all that stuff is like I call it anti can medication. I want it to get me off of me, right? Good, <laughs> yeah. In remover, get it, turn it on. Wow, that's genius, dude. That is, <laughs> and that and that's the craziest thing too because I don't know if you've been following this stuff with like the shit we've been shooting out of the sky. Yeah, but like now I'm like, oh, you're gonna ruin space. Like I, I like yeah. my, part of me, the kid in me is like, oh, I hope it's aliens, oh, and I know it's not, right? Of course. This time it's probably not, but yeah, right. who knows? Yeah, who knows? Right. the craziest thing about all that to me is that I read somewhere how we started spotting that shit, and it was literally like just you know dudes in a watchtower that was like, all right, Phil, hear me out. What if we move that telescope half an inch down, right? And then like tweak this knob a little bit. Like, oh, look at all this shit we haven't been seeing. We're inundated with with. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah, that makes me laugh so fucking hard that it was yeah. just a little like we have all this apparatus and shit, and they're like just for shits, man. Let's just right. move it. Right. Never over the Achilles heel. It's just a little, just yeah. a little hit. We got holes all over the place, man. <laughs> I know it's uh, it's such. Every time I think we have, we we know what's up. I'm like, oh, we we have no idea. No, we oh. do not. That's why I don't trust anybody when they when they say that stuff or they're like, don't worry, like there's no planet killer asteroid. I'm like, you couldn't see a balloon over Montana. Dogs, dogs can hear shit that we don't hear, right? Oh, we're like, I don't hear anything. There's nothing going on. And they're going, yeah. <laughs> you know? And like radio waves are going through our head right now. Like, yeah. you know, songs and stories. And unless we have the exact device to pick it up. Right. We don't know it's there. We have no idea. Do you remember- oh yeah, man, it's pretty it's pretty wild what what we don't know. Oh yeah, totally. Do you remember that time capsule that we I think it was the nineties when we threw one up there? And and like I, I do I don't even I don't I like I was a kid, I don't remember what was in there, but I remember thinking it was cool as shit. And now I'm like, you might wonder we think <laughs> But we had like Bill Co- Bill Cosby's the America's dad. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. There's like a Cosby sweater and <laughs> Like this face that didn't age well. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just, just all like all nine seasons of King of Queens. We're like this show. This is this is genius. <laughs> oh, oh man, embarrassing man. Uh, are you so you you guys are what time? When did you guys go fully back on? You're back on tour like full time. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, while when the pandemic was around, 
you know, like you guys, we were like, what do we do? You know, yeah. how, do we, how do we reach people? So we did a couple of uh, uh, live stream concerts, stuff like that. But we also put together um, a string of drive-in shows. We brought up a production and put up a big stage and we'd sell these. You know, we'd have to mark it off where there was enough room uh, for a car and space. People could pull out lawn chairs. I actually thought it was really going to catch on because I'm like, that's how I would want to go see a show, right? Like, yeah, we're on my car, have a cooler in the back, pull out a lawn chair. Absolutely. It went okay. It went okay. But it, you have to have so much room to get enough people to get enough money to cover. You know what I mean? The yeah. Overhead was crazy, but uh, but it kept us playing a little bit. And now, yeah, we've been back out. Uh, we've been back out for probably since last summer. That's cool, man. Yeah. Do you notice, like, so, so this is the weird thing about this year in particular, because I feel like as soon as, like, 2022 rolled around, when they kind of loosened, like, everything was still starting to get a little loose, but, like, we were going back out and doing shows and shit, it yeah. felt like the energy was, like, oh. slamming, you know what I mean? Like, everybody in the audience, yeah. But yeah. now, like, I swear to God, I've, they're already over me. Like, it may just be me, but <laughs> I'm like... Not us, man. Oh, that's they're, good. They're, they're, they're making pyramids. It's me. It's me. It's yeah, well, it's definitely a um, huck. I'm out of the gate. We we miss each other. Yeah, we miss this sense of community. Yeah, uh, you know, look, your band, your your mission is to bring people as close together to spit viral particles into the air. You know, mm-hmm. screaming and singing, and so it wasn't very conducive to a. It's like a comedy club, right? Right. It's like not super conducive to having everybody together, but. Yeah. And uh, the energy was phenomenal when we got it back. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is kind of funny because we were we were all very much like, well, you know what? If we die, we already did it. Like, TV, like it does it, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen because this feels too good. <laughs> it feels <laughs> too fucking it's good. Great. Right. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We fought. Everybody kind of fought that tooth. And I mean, I was still like wearing the mask and stuff or whatever, like around stuff. And then it gets to the point where you're like, you're even like, this is fucking, am, am I an it? Like, because I still wanted to be as safe as humanly possible. I still had people who were immune deficiency. But then you were just in these, there were these like gaps and block zones where you were like, hey, I'm, I'm safe wearing a mask or whatever. And then there would just be some rando that would come up to you fully plastered after showing you're like, well, this is how I get it. <laughs> well, this is it. This is the end. I had yeah. no idea it was going to be this guy. <laughs> yeah, this old man just spit in my mouth. That's it. Uh, I, don't, sure. I, don't, I didn't know what's new, but I'm sure now. I want to appreciate it. But I'm done. That's it. Exactly. You're like Michigan, Michigan, and some holiday in parking lot. Yeah. Ab at Mill. Michigan, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you still in are you still in Florida now? Yeah, I still live in Gainesville. Two of us grew up here. We all went to the University of Florida together. Yeah. Um, but when I got married, my wife grew up in this area. Um, and she's like, Look, you're not gonna knock me up and then go on the road. Take away my support system. Um, so we stayed here. We got great family and roots here, and uh, that's good. And yeah, it's been it's been. Uh, I get that itch to travel scratched. You know, we've been all over the place. So. Yeah. Well, what's it? I mean, because I, I have a lot of experiences. I feel like with talking to you know, um, just uh, other bands in general who like you know either either start at their their home base or whatever, and then they obviously leave. They go to other places. They're torn all over the place, mm-hmm. and they're depiction of maybe when they started in their hometown isn't isn't that rosy because people don't accept you or maybe they think they know you well enough but you've stayed do you did you did you ride a wave of like they don't give a fuck about us they care they don't care that you know how did that how's that for you well the funny thing is it's like it's the college town right it's so 
So there's this weird moment where, you know, you're down, you're down one of the little outdoor restaurants or whatever, you're sitting there. And there's all kinds of college co-eds walk around. They'll come up and they'll be like, hey, you know, you, you and Sister Hazel? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, hey, you and Sister Hazel? My mom loved you guys. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I'm a smart breath of cheese. It was like a, it was a swift kick in the ego. Oh, uh, God. We, you know, we kind of go through cycles here in town. Yeah. That, that they, uh, we stay grounded. I got to tell you, generally speaking, um, our crew, our management, our friends, um, our family, everyone's kept us pretty tethered. Oh, sweet. And then so uh, that's, that's a been, good thing. Oh, I think so too. I think yeah. in the long run. Yeah. And we've seen what happens when, when uh, people come untethered a little bit. Yeah. Well, is it, is it still kind of like when you're young and you're doing that kind of shit in the very beginning? Is it even though you have, because from what I've read and stuff like that, and I've, I've, you know, seen you in interviews and stuff, you're a very grounded person. But be, is it because you have the self-awareness to know what led to trouble? Like, are, are you able to pull yourself back from that? Or I am now that I'm, I am now that I'm sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to not sober. I was not able to reel myself back. We did right. many parts. Right. Um, we, um, uh, we, yeah, we had a very colorful first few years. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so there was a lot of blurry lines, a lot of fun, never malicious stuff. Sure. You know? Um, but yeah, I think, I think all of us kind of have a, um, uh, overlap of a moral compass and, uh, because now certainly, uh, with everyone as parents, uh, we, we, we dialed it back. It's, you know, yeah. people come backstage now, they're like, this is not what I expected backstage. <laughs> a lot of room back here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of love it. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I don't think you create, it's unsustainable what we, all the bands and people we knew kind of doing it that time for that, yeah. you know, for that period. And you, you've got at some point, um, some of us have to dial it all the way back. Others can kind of reel it in. Right. Right. Um, I envy them, but I was not one of those guys. Right. Do you like it better now? Or do you like it better now? Because you're like, well, I have to like, you know what I mean? Like, is it, it do you feel like you've got more, uh, a sense of fun control over it? I think there's a mixed bag. I mean, I think, um, I'm very grateful that I don't wake up having to go, do I have to apologize to this? Or is something going to end up online that I don't want? You know, yeah. Extremely grateful for that kind of thing. Um, look, everyone um, can see an appreciation in being able to have, uh, you know, a little bit of social lubrication when you're anxious or you're yeah. lonely or you're whatever. Um, uh, and I will tell you, when I first got clean and sober, it was very weird to perform. Like it took me about, you know, how it was, I hadn't been on stage without at least a cocktail or something uh, since I was a teenager. And so wow. like, I felt very naked, like every movement, like there, what do I do with my hands? You know? Right. Right. Um, God, that's terrible. Is this out? You know, all this stuff that I thought was great. Wasn't as great as I thought it was. Right. I got through that. And then, just kind of start looking at things differently and feeding off different things and yeah and feeding off things being really good yeah um which is which is um which was novel there for a little while so sure and it's so weird the perception that i think other people have and like maybe like even for like i'm i'm not like you know i mean i'm i'm 38 and i yeah. don't i and i and i hate, i mean in my brain i'm not um as tired as i feel but i am <laughs> Like, yeah. so, and I know it too. And I, and I feel that when like, 
you know, other people want to do stuff and they think I'm really going to hang after the show. And I really just like, I'm like dinner. And they're like, no, there's like 60, you know, whatever. Yeah. I could do that maybe once or twice, but it's my brain still thinks like, no, you fucking put, you should go out. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. like, no, I'm yeah, you feel like you're letting people down and totally out. You know, what yeah. that FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, um, there is, there's something to be said for nothing good happens after midnight. You know what I mean? Like nothing like, like if we can kind of hang out after a show a little bit, like I'll hang out. I talk to the fans as much, you know, I, I try to not get COVID, but I, I interact because yeah. I, I try to get feedback and talk to them. I love hearing stories from people and stuff. Yeah. Um, then I go back to the bus. I don't start knocking them back and, and hit, it's just unsustainable. And, and here's the thing. It's every when you're a comedian or you're a musician, um, or even an athlete for, for that matter, but mostly in our two professions, when people come to see you, that's their night out. Yeah, I mean, that's their night of the week or the month. Is yeah, going they're blowing it out, and yeah, you've got four more of those to do that week, and then it's their next night's their night to blow it out. And so, you know, for years, I always felt like I had to be master of ceremonies, like yeah. let people down. Um, I'm going to go, you know, balls to the wall, wide open. Um, it's just not sustainable. And, um, right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for feeling a little bit better the next day and all that too. So totally. Do you, do you get an, like, uh, an impact, I guess when, um, or do you not, not even you getting an impact, but like, you know, music, music, I think has way, I love comedy and I love, you know, doing stand up. But like nobody is gonna play my top bits at their wedding, you know what I mean? Like, like you know what? You're like this joke should be great when they're walking. Out. So those those moments don't align. But like you you guys have like you're you're entwined with people's memories. When people come up to you, yeah. Do you recognize the like yeah. how good are you at absorbing what they're feeling at the moment? I am personally very good at that. There are nice. there are other people in my band who are not. Now I'm not saying that as a knock, right? Um, what I've learned about that is, is that I get, look, man, as, as a comedian, as a musician, you miss a lot of birthdays, you miss anniversaries, you missed the uh, soccer games or you miss, there, there are things you miss, right? Yeah, absolutely. Love for the, for, for your art, but sometimes for your job, right? You're, you're earning a living, you're doing your thing. Um, and if somebody goes, Hey, you know, this thing that you wrote meant this to me and it got me. You know, uh, I, I you know, change your mind. Got, I was having a mental health crisis, and it picked me out of that. Or, you know, your winner uh, absolutely pulled me out of a dark place where I was here. Where we used this song in our wedding. I mean, mm -hmm. it feel like maybe we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, right? For me, it kind of recharges my battery a little bit. You know, come the other guys like, man, you're out there getting your, you know, <laughs> way to go, man. They're yeah, yeah, you up, you're eating it up. Um, <laughs> But what I've learned is that they, um, it it takes it out of them too much. I get energized by that. Right. They don't, and they're a little bit better at um, maintaining friendships. <laughs> like I'm kind of, you know, I'm a once in a while text guy. I'm definitely not. A, I'm gonna talk to you on the phone. Right. Right. I just don't pick up the phone and chat. I'm like, I don't want to chat. I'm good. We're good. We're all caught up. <laughs> right. Uh, but we all kind of have our 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 role or lake yeah i'm the yeah, guy that i feel that. i'm the guy that'll go out there and take the accolades yeah that's great though 
like I, I know what you mean about getting jazzed up too. I was doing I hadn't done stand up in a bit, and then went back out and did like a headlining set at this theater in Delaware. And you know, you can tell where the little things are. We like, oh fuck that, I missed that or whatever. So I wasn't yeah, yeah. feeling too great. And yeah. then getting out afterward to talk to everybody, and they were just like, "Dad, I love seeing you. Always have the new stuff." I was like, "You know what I mean?" Like the yeah. little little yeah. video game energy yeah. bar was filled again, and then I was like, "All right, fucking yeah. do this shit," you know. Well, I've been having some voice things that I've have, having to kind of work with, have been kicking my ass. But and I, a lot of times I will get off stage and be like, oh, "Fuck, we're <laughs> dive in front of a bus." Now get out there and I'll go, you know, do I die in front of the bus? Is it train tonight? Whatever's out here, I will jump in front of it. Right. And, and then I'll go out there and people will be like, God, man, your voice, something about your voice sounded great. It reminded me of this. And I'm like, nice. Are you sure? And they're like, yeah, and it makes me, I know it's not what I wanted to be. Mm. The fact that it resonated well with them, at the end of the day, that's the most important. Absolutely. Yeah, totally, dude. You're the, you're, it, it's really kind of nice. And I like, I like hearing it and it, and it, and it makes you feel like it's so weird because you're like, you don't want to get that kind of ego thing where you're like, yeah, I, people good. need me. I don't, yeah, I don't see it as that. I don't feel like I never walk away going, man, I'm great. I walk away going, we're impacting, you know, yeah. we're, we're leaving people feeling a little bit better when they leave than when they got there. Right. And that, that's a pretty good mission to have every night. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so you were talking about your voice and stuff too, because I, I, I'm always curious about this with singers and, and and stuff. When you're between when you started even to now, when do you know when to save? Because like you're doing all these shows and stuff like that, but then let's say you got to do a Tonight Show. You know, you got to yeah. you know you know you're going to do like one of those shows. Do you know at which point in the tour or the live show you're like I got to give it like a seventy five percent because we have to go do fat or or whatever that you know. Like, do you know that, or do you still pound it out? I'm not, I'm not good at it, but I do know it more. <laughs> right. I'm not good at giving in. I'm like, I can't, I can't dial it back. It's very right. Uh, but what we do, well, number one is sleep for me. Mm. Like, because we we travel all the time. We don't get good sleep on the road. You know how that is, right? Oh, absolutely. But, but uh, even just a regular decent night's sleep makes all the difference. Well, I definitely know. Uh, times when I have to prioritize that. Okay. The other thing is if I'm really struggling, uh, Andrew Drew in our band, he sings a few songs too. And so we can go a little Drew heavy one night. Okay. I'm not feeling as good. Oh, and people seem to be fine with that, which is great. So it's nice yeah. to be able to have that to kind of fall back on. That is pretty great. Do you do any, like, is it any kind of remedy that you do? Because some people I know do like the tea and the lemon or like right. that. Oh, you know, you got to warm up. You got yeah. You know, I feel, I feel, I'm humiliated, man. Like I yeah, yeah. do it. I'm like, I can't. I feel like an idiot. Right, right. Uh, but I try. I have to now where I never had to before. Right. Um, uh, and have the the way things are. I do, definitely have to take a little bit of time and just get warmed up. Getting right. Sure. Yeah. Is it um is it better for you now like when you're able to go back out on the road and stuff like that? Is it did it did it change your writing process at all? Did it did it make your you know change the way you kind of made music at, a, at any any point that time off? Like did you twist anything around? Well, it's for you to be the I'm off the COVID time off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I, you know, whatever you did, I went. Well, yeah, actually, it helped me a little bit because um I kind of needed to regroup my voice. Okay. 
Um, I did need to kind of regroup, rethink, reset a little bit. Um, so I was a little appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would go like sit in my garage because look, I grew up playing in garage bands, right? Right. I was in like eighth grade, and so I would go out in my garage, you know, with gas can, weed eater, and all that stuff, you know. And uh, and pull pull out a folding chair, grab my guitar, and just, just open up the the garage door and just sit out there and play and write. Nice. It was kind of my weird little place to do. It felt like it felt comfortable, right? Yeah. I'm kind of that was where I got wired for music. Was playing in garage, so I'll just go out there and you know sit and and, and imagine The Walking Dead. You know, <laughs> It was so, it was a surreal time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Hard door on the road. It was like it was like I was like, can I get a horse and just kind of <laughs> Erica? Get a horse. Yeah. Here, is the horse prone to getting this virus? Is that do I have to bath the horse? <laughs> His feed bag's on twenty four seven, but there's nothing. He's confused. Kind of mask. It's a yeah. back that we use to get the mask. <laughs> yeah, man. I it was. Uh, I think all of our minds had to go to that. Yeah, or like you said, the dystopian future of of what in the hell it ha- and 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 for me it was also well this could be way worse than it is, right? You know, believe it or not, this could be far worse than it even was. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I don't know, and it was, uh, and you know, I think this is kind of interesting. We as a band. Just, I don't know if you'll find this interesting or if you'll find this confusing or what, but we are very different politically and uh, spiritually stand. Yeah, definitely two of us. Okay. I, won't, I won't mention the, the two, but one of us. So we're, we're very, very different, and we're very much the two sort of alpha guys okay. um, in the band. And uh, it, was, it has been challenging to navigate Sure. Um, the last few years. And what I will say on one side is, uh, I know this person and other people that, that are, we don't see eye to eye on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. They love me unconditionally. They would nice. do anything for me. Um, they would do anything for I- anyone they know. Right. Sure about anyone they don't know. <laughs> they yeah. Know. <laughs> um, um uh, and we've managed to nab, we've managed to run a business together for yeah. 30 years. We've run charities together. We treat people decently. Right. We treat employees the same way. Um, yeah. but when it comes specifically to politics or mm-hmm. an issue, it's like, how do we see this so differently? Right. I get so confused by it. It's silly art, man. I've got comedy buddies who I, again, I, people don't understand. They've asked me questions about it where they're like, I don't get it. Like you're diametrically opposed to whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, but we came up together. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you still have that, like, and I don't know why that's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I do con- like, I understand the climate and everything and, and, you know, and all that other shit. And I, and I get that there's a lot of stuff on the line, but I also don't know why that's not so much appreciated. Like, you know when all that shit was going on when when during the pandemic when they were like you know oh they were basically firing Cuomo and then they were like you know oh he fucking gave his family the vaccine before I don't want to be like yeah are you fucking stupid of course he did are you nuts I would <laughs> what you do for your family right why is that a 
a surprising indictment of like not that he didn't have a lot of the shit going on but i mean like that was one of the things that people were like well i can't under yeah you could. i think the thing that bothers me generally speaking and is and I'll, I'll use black lives matter and and uh supporting the police right sure i i love my police i, mm -hmm. I support my police right i i cannot believe the shit that they walk into on a daily basis Right. I cannot believe the trauma they've had to endure uh, at the hands of certain people and at the at the domestic situations they've had to walk into, violent situations. I had the first people I would call. Right. I also think that we got a long way to go with race relations. Yeah. And the and the fact that we're um we can be better. Yeah. We can be better. And if there's something in my organization that I can be doing nine hundred and ninety things right, but if there's nine or 10 things that I can be better at, I should just go, I should be better at that. Absolutely, dude. And that's the thing that, like, my stepdad was a cop for 25 years. And yeah. He was in, and he was in NOM, and he was an MP and stuff. But the same thing, I, I don't understand why those two ideas have to be, ex like, mutually exclusive. And they're not. Because it's like, yeah, I, I can totally, uh, like, I don't wish any any ill will on anybody who's Absolutely. in uniform. I have friends who are in uniform. But do Absolutely. I want them to be the best? The same way I want them to anybody like I don't you know, you know, if there's like, you know, if you're a fucking pilot and then, you know, uh, a large amount of your people are crashing into mountains. I want to say some shit about pilots. Like, guys, just, how about if like two percent of your people are crashing into mountains? Exactly. Exactly. I kept, trying to, I kept trying to explain to people. I was like, dude, if you're running a company and like, you know, uh, you know, a hundred people or work under you and 99 of them fucking suck, you're not going to go, hey, not all, and because you got that one, you're going to be like, what do I got to do? Right. Come on, you know? man. Yeah. So it's, but it, it, I know exactly what you're saying. I don't know how you feel about, like, the, actually, I probably do now at this point, but, like, even stuff with, like, um, I can't remember the guy's name, the dude from Mumford & Sons. Do you know that whole story? I don't know that story. Okay, so I can't remember which band member it was. He tweeted out a book he liked, and then um, all hell broke loose, right? Because I guess it wasn't the preferred reading of the of yeah. the left, which I'm, a, you know, I consider myself a lefty, but like it yeah. was one of those things where, like, I guess he just waited ever. And like the band had to fucking distance themselves. And maybe I don't understand the politics behind the music, like the comedy stuff. I get mostly. I don't know what the politics behind the music industry stuff is, mm -hmm. but the band kind of, you know, uh, had to like publicly chastise the dude. And I wanted to be like, well, it's oh. funny because as you see, I'm trying very. Um, well, I'm pretty deft at this now. Like, sure. I want to, I, I want to, I don't speak for everybody, but I also don't get into hardcore things. Basically, even what I'm right with you is, I don't know why we can't be a fan of both of these people and say, we sure are in both ways. Um, we don't post political posts. We don't, great. Um, get, we have different beliefs about religion and what it is or isn't or, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so, and so, and so, and now sometimes, that has left, and I've spoken with other people who don't feel like I do in the band who feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you feel like a coward. You're like, God damn it, I should be speaking up here. Right. Um, well, look at Gaffigan, man. I mean, that was that was one of those things that, like, Jim Gaffigan was not a yeah. guy who ever dabbled in any of that shit. But th sometimes you just, sometimes it, it might come to a point where you're like, okay, look. I have to say something, and then he did, and then he, and then he, you know, and he yeah. caught some flack for it, but from people he didn't give a shit about, I, like he right. was like, "Fuck you." But like, yeah. it is one of those things that I don't understand. Like, wait, well, let me stop there. Oh, sorry. 
difference between Gaffigan, who I love, by the way, yeah. um, and a band is he's one guy speaking for himself. Right, right. Whereas Mumford said something and all the other people went, wait a minute, we don't feel that way. Right. We're going to get lumped in with your Nazi propaganda. Which I don't know what he, what he posted. I don't know what he posted either, but I feel like you might not have far. I'm not, it wasn't, not, I don't think it was. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Being well, you're right. If it's that kind of shit, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know what it was, but it's very interesting. I wouldn't want it to other people in my band post. Yeah. I don't want to be associated with that, right? We kind of have a rule, like, don't don't put it out there. I agree. But the funny thing is, is now that you said the Nazi propaganda thing, I did kind of I did kind of leave it open. And I was like, yeah, some suggested reading. And now people are going to be like, was it Mein Kampf? What did he mean by that? Mein Kampf? It was not that, guys. It was not Mein Kampf. <laughs> yeah, it was not. Yeah, it was uh, some Berenstain bit. No, I don't know what it was, but it was. <laughs> but yeah, no, I know what you mean, man. It is. It's a hard thing to navigate, and that's like I, I also just find like you know um, this this idea that like I don't know, man. I mean, this may be me because of how much I love artists and that I'm involved in it, and I I try not to be like above or try to see like above a certain thing. But when like people I don't fucking know who yeah. are not necessarily my fans. Or or anybody or fans of anything in particular start demanding shit of like to say I'm like oh no that's like you like that's not like you'll I will go the other just out of spite I'll live off spite. I call that the, the vocal minority right you get the people that are just agitators yes yeah. come in and they you'll you'll never be able to say enough do enough totally be right you'll always piss them off some where, where you're like were you yeah where you're like were you ever happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> say, like, never, 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 never. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking wild, dude. But I like I I agree with you, man. I like that. I saw it come up, and it was. I'll, I'll make this story kind of relevant. But someone said to us, "Look, if you're coming back next year, um, I don't think I'm going to come because you didn't have triple X hoodies at the merch stand." Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, oh, really, Dad? You're right. Gonna, you, well, you're not sort you know. And I'm like, come on, man. We first of all, we did. Sure, it wasn't really, but we did. But it was like, you're gonna hinge whether or not you come to a whole event thing that we're putting on based on like a single size of a single type of merchandise, right? Yeah, so I've heard it's like, God, I just, I, you know, and then I have to sit back and go, I would hate to be stuck in that, in that, right? Yeah, right, stuck in that neighborhood. Yes. You know, be really fucked up is if you emailed that guy back and be like, "Listen, we got the triple X stuff, but it was just that Vin Diesel movie. Like, you got all the like, triple we finally got it. No, I got a tri- all kind of triple X. Actually, the triple X stuff. Here's your triple X box. Exactly, just for you, buddy. Um, yeah, man, it's it's just crazy. I I I agree, man. It's it's like that kind of stuff. You can't control it. Well, I'm saying it. It, it would be, and I'm not even judging inside it. We all. Like you said, at the pandemic, and do I do a podcast? Yeah, yeah, because you got to get out of your own head, right? The totally, I John think if you gotta, um, this is a dangerous neighborhood, right? Yeah, and if we were in a we were in a cycle where we we're we we're living in conversational cul-de-sacs, we're just oh, in our own yeah. brain of going round and round and round. So unless right. we interact with other human beings, um, and not just uh, in you know, 30 characters or less. Um, uh, yeah. it's, it's maddening. So we got to, we got to connect. 
Absolutely. I don't want to thank you uh, just right now for sticking through during that intro because I think it scares the shit out of some people. <laughs> like, no, they're like, what the fuck? There was so <laughs> I found this train for your fact. If in fact, I was partially wrecked. <laughs> it's like, this is the best. What if my wife likes this? Yeah. <laughs> I'll try it out. I'll let you know. Uh, please do. I would, I would love it. What are you praying? What is that? Music? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. I'm, uh, I want to know a little bit about, you know, so is music something that you were a part, that was a part of your life when you were younger? Did you have like, cause everybody's got that thing, you know what I mean? Where you're like watching a TV show and then some dude pops on and blows you the fuck away and you're like, I got to do that. Was it like that for you or did you have other aspirations to? I had other, other, um, my dad was a phenomenal piano player. Oh, and behind me. Nice dude. Um, we have this little place in St. Augustine, and he would have, um, he had a little Fender Rhodes over there. Um, we would have these little cover dish jams. And anybody that had a banjo or a fiddle or a bass or, you know, guitar, acoustic guitars all over the place would come and they would just play, and everyone would sit around and listen, um, jump in if they could. They'd eat, right. they were laughing, people telling stories, and I thought, I'm still trying to chase that feeling. Like everything we do, whether it's whether it's our live shows, the rock boat, lyrics for life, the haze, and all these things of like creating that connectivity, that that safety, that um, uh, you know, the the there's like a warm blanket, you know. Yeah. It's it's and so uh, I and one guy in particular, he used to sit around and he would play these um these ever little songs um, that I was mesmerized by. And they turned out to be uh, Shel Silverstein songs. Oh, wow. Like crazy, bizarre, B-side Shel songs that I didn't know. I just, I said, look, I had one of those little cassette players that, remember the ones from the library? Like, oh my God. Right? Yeah. And I had one of those. And I said, will you play them so I can learn the words? Um, so I'd have them record them and I'd learn them. And then I'd learn how to play the chords. Um, and And I just, I just love lighting people up, watching people get lit up. And I go, I want to, and he was a good surfer. He was a good looking guy. Nice. And I was like, you know, we were surf, we were growing Florida down here. And it was like, that's what I want to do. And so sure enough, man. But my dad, he always had music in the house. He had a couple of degrees in music. Um, nice. Phenomenal piano player. And they supported me, you know, from the cops coming to our garage, you know, four or five times a week with my, Hand covering Van Halen, Judas Priest. <laughs> I don't get Van Halen. We're doing let's do Ozzy and you know all this yeah. stuff. And the cops would come about three, four times a week. My mom and dad got it's okay. We'll get them flat. They put up with a lot, and then uh, it was nice for them to be able to see uh, see us get some legs. Yeah, man, that's fucking awesome, dude. Are you like you know the chasing the feeling thing? Do you ever hit it? Do you ever feel like you hit it again? Yeah, I do. Um, nice. Uh, we started that thing, Rock Boat, which the first of those uh, big festival at seas uh, with all the bands. And we started the first one. We were the first band. We went out um, in 2001. Um, fans were saying, you know, we took you guys from a band and trailer, you know, to your first platinum record. Mm. That uh, Let's go do something. We were looking for something to do. Um, and so we ended up chartering half a boat, took one other band. And we got off and we went, we're on to something. That was on a carnival ship. And uh, 
next year we started chartering entire ships, bringing 20, wow. about 30 bands. Um, and this is the 23rd year. So uh, we just rolled out uh, again, like weeks after we got back from the last one. Congratulations. So it's been great. So that thing is about, it's not a battle of the bands. It's not, um, it's about community. It's about camaraderie. It's about connectivity. It is about bands getting to collaborate. Right. Um, you know, uh, comics and artists, we pass each other in the truck stops, right? Yes, absolutely. You never get to stay and see everybody and do everything. Yep. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, for five days or a week out there, we all get to hang out, talk, uh, squawk war stories, and nice. get to hang out with fans. And, and we were really good about tearing that wall down between fans and artists. I think a lot, at first, fans were like, wait a minute. We're going to be on a on a boat with with the bands. We're like, yeah, they're like, no way. <laughs> we started, you know, as we got more people out there doing it with us, they come back and report, it's not so bad. Right. Um, but it, and then the community takes all a life of its own. And, and for us, we never forgot what it was like to be a van and trailer band. And so sure. my favorite thing is we have to bring out the headliners. But I want my... My biggest joy is seeing people leave with their next favorite band. Yeah. Walk on there and discover something that they had never seen before and go off and go, oh my gosh, thank you for introducing that. And those young bands get this you know, passionate, rabid fan base to support mm -hmm. them. And when you're, you know, you're a young band or a comic and all of a sudden there are two, three, four people in an audience in, you know, uh, Amarillo, Texas, you're like, they know me here. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like two, three, four people in a crowd. It makes Absolutely. Um, so that whole scene of, of uh, shining a light on new talent is really fun for us. That's beautiful, man. I love that. And I and I feel like that's something that I, I felt definitely more like I used to think I think it in the back of my head because I used to love when I didn't know who I was going to be working with. And then when, you know, and then I would see somebody in a club or, or, or yeah. figure out that they were going to be on the show or whatever it was. And the other thing is too is when I when I became a headliner and stuff like that, the people that I did really get to see and, and work with a lot, you don't see them fucking no. anymore. Maybe once in a blue moon. And then after the pandemic, I was like, guys, look, fuck, let's just as as much as humanly possible because we saw each other during the like everybody was doing this. Yeah. So we would come in and do all this shit. And when we did the the cancer benefit, you know, we did another, we did the longest. We wound up doing the longest comedy live stream. We broke a Guinness World Record. It was 93 hours and every 300 and something comedians, but they were popping in left and right because we hadn't seen this person who hadn't seen yeah. that person. Yeah. Telling, and, and I was like, this is, I want to just keep this going as much as possible. I love your idea, man. man. Yeah. The fact that you just, but it's, there's the idea and then there's the execution. Yeah. And the fact that you got it done, man, that's a, that's hats off my hey, hair being off. Yeah, my hair people off me. I, <laughs> I'll do the. Imagine if I was like, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Oh man, yeah, it's. I've never been on a a, a cruise before, so now you kind of got me pumped. I maybe I should. It's a it's a cruise. It's not, well, like a you know, yeah, both shuffleboard. Although like 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 we had you know, if there's bingo, it's going to be hosted by like need to breathe. Okay. You know okay. I mean? it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a whole different thing. And, and, right. And, um, and, I, and like I said, like we had Zach Brown on there. Nice. Six years before anyone knew who he was. Oh. Brady Carlisle. Only soon harder fit. 
Yeah, I had Brandy before. Love Brandy Carlin. Started right. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we've had. You know, we get the headliners like you know B and L or or us or or you know yeah. better Nezra Toad guys. Oh God. You know. I'll have it. Glenn, Glenn's coming on the MS podcast. Glenn's been on this show twice, and he's doing and he did the MS one last year, and he's doing the MS one again. I just saw him in New York. We were just hanging what out. A brilliant! What a brilliant guy! Isn't he? Right? Yeah, yeah. He's a blast, he's man. He's so crazy, super, super insightful, bright, talented guy. He's one of those guys that he um he got big before we did, um, and so when I met him, I was like. Oh my gosh, that's the guy from Totally. You know? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, all those records, Fear and Dulcinea, and it's like, yeah, just such great, amazing pieces of work. How are you with meeting? Like, you're like, are you are you good at it? Do you because you're you're not a phone guy. You said you're yeah, you're good with, but but do you take the energy that you have with fans to people that you admire? Are you like right in there or no? Uh-uh. I'm much more. <laughs> I'm much easier with the bands than I am with. I give people their space. Uh-huh. Sure, I am. Um. But I have gotten just like with you, like if we're in a situation, yeah, it just starts talking. Um, uh, I'm pretty easy guy to, to bat around with, and I nice. I find that it's really you know guys like you. Um, I think there's a skill to being sort of disarming, right, right, right. Because a lot of times people come in and they're like, "What's going on?" And the first couple of things you say have got to be disarming. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, I've been fortunate to meet a lot of those guys, and nice. um, and for the most part, for the most part, they've all been pretty spectacular people. That's what I find too, man. It's and it's kind of like I think I don't know. It's probably the same with you when you're in, when you're meeting people when you're going out on the road and backstage and work with other bands, something like that. The more I worked with comics and comedy and was around that kind of stuff, you get kind of used to it. But yeah. I'm also like the thing that I get stuck on sometimes. I've always been the friend with a camera right. and I, and now I find that it's because everybody's got the cell phones. It's a little, but like, but I like having posterity. I like yeah. having a thing. It's navigating that for me. And I, I never know how people are going to feel, but, but people have been really cool. Like everybody seems to still want to get like, you know, still cool with a photo, but that's the only thing that fucks me up is I'm like, I don't want to be that boy. Yeah. We need to work on like a, a, uh, yeah, you know? Cool. No, well, not like a cool, <laughs> like a cool way to ask for the picture. That's like, I would love that. I'll have to think about that. I'll give it some thought. Oh, because I'm yeah. back. We're like, man, I really want to get a picture. I really want to get, picture, but I want to. Don't want to be the guy that asks for the picture. Same, exactly. And you're like, and I'm hoping there's like a moment, like a window that fucking comes up. But also in the back of your head, you're like, all right, every nobody wants to hang around anymore. Uh, who's leaving? Wait, don't fucking go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> like, where the fuck are you going? You know, and then right. and I can't get why. No reason. <laughs> we can't go yet. <laughs> yeah, stick around. Lock the door. Uh, <laughs> we had I uh God, we were we were all out doing something and I um I'm a bit so I this is I hate name not not name dropping, but whatever. Okay, anyway. So Camilla Cleese, who's John Cleese's daughter, is yeah. a good friend of mine. We met in LA, we do stand up all the time together. So the first time I got to meet John Cleese, it was awesome. We all did the photo stuff, whatever. And then I'll get to hang out with them periodically. And then at one point, there was, an, there was a lot of us together. And one of my friends was there for the first time. And I wanted to make sure she got a photo. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we were literally hanging out at the hotel. And we were all drinking. Yeah. And, and I could see, I could get the feeling that John's getting ready to peace. And I don't want to say anything. And thankfully, somebody else was like, oh, sir. And I was like, thank God, you asked him. Like, 
<laughs> not the way I would have done it, but I was no, like, but it happened. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah it's been anybody that you just, you just couldn't get it out that you uh, regret. Yeah. 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 And I, I would have been like that. What do you like? Um, sir, can I, you know, <laughs> yeah. like awkward shit. Um, I want to talk to you about lyrics for life, dude, because this is a fantastic charity. And and um, Darius Rucker's on uh, coming. Is he making a return appearance first time? Uh, or he's played um back in the Hootie days. Um, they played a couple of uh, our early events with us. Nice man. Of course, we've been friends with those guys since you know before any of us. We were, we were all still in bands and trailers, right? Uh, uh, and talking to playing the same clubs and pubs and pizza parlors. That's so awesome. Do we um. Yeah, man, I started that charity. I lost my little brother, Jeffrey, um, when he was six. Uh, he was, I was 16 when he was diagnosed. He was 14. Um, he passed away when he was 18. And so, you know, it was, it was that time of our lives, man. We were, I mean, we were best friends. It was like we were chasing girls, playing football, surfing, music, you know, anything but foam work. Um, um, and all of a sudden we're dealing with, you know, chemotherapy radiation mortality right and uh and so it was a um it just there were no words to how right. much it just it just absolutely jerks you to your knees it just mm -hmm. uh, and so you know after that loss um um you don't you don't recover from that i think the waves kind of maybe get a little further apart not quite as big right they still come right yeah absolutely and when we got when we as at the end, we had always felt like, you know, if our vehicle could call attention to worthy causes, then that always felt right for us, right? Yeah. And at some point, I was like, really need to do something on our own. This is what speaks to me. Um, uh, and all the other guys went, absolutely. We have all been touched by cancer. Right. Um, and so I thought, hey, what if I just get artists to handwrite lyrics on anything, like, like a barf bag on a Delta flight, right? <laughs> and send it to me and I'll frame it, we'll make it cool. Or, yeah. You know, or, uh, or, you know, a boxer shorts or, you know, Hedman McCain's a pilot. He found a propeller and wrote like on a. Oh my like, God. Like cool stuff. And so we've got stuff from Paul McCartney, you know, old John, John Mayer went right out to a pawn shop, he had a guitar, sent it into us. You know, wow. I'm, I'm proud to say that um, he's raised over $3 million. For cancer research, for um, programs that support families navigating that, uh, I mean, we were going to camp every year pre-COVID. We're just getting back this year. Nice. Uh, camp Hazelnut, as we call it. I love that. We, hey, and we scholarship in these kids, their siblings, their families, um, and this summer camp. They get to, you know, they get to you know, archery and swimming. I'm doing the whole thing. swimming, so archery, waterfaring, yeah. <laughs> we like write songs with the kids. We, we do little concerts with them, and they just get to end up doing escape. That's great. That's great. So Darius, we do an annual event this year. Darius is coming down March fourth. Uh, yeah, March fourth in Gainesville, Florida, and it's a great time. We do like a um, we do a big Kayla thing, but we do a songwriter of the round thing because you know we invite you know all those all those singer songwriter guys we grew up with from like the Sean Mullins and the. I'll have Kevin Griffin better than Ezra or Amazon. Yeah. Onik or, you know, Matt Cannell from Vertigo. All those guys we grew up with. Kind of. You're hitting all my stuff, my man. That's like, you know, like, a lot of the guys from our sort of alternative fraternity. Yeah. Um, 
and we do a little storyteller in the round thing. We just fuck with each other endlessly because, you know, that's what guys do. Yeah. Um, and it's it's great. I and mean, then we have a great time. And then we um, and then we go up and do a couple full band set things that are great. Dude. Yeah, man, that's great. And I'm probably, thanks for letting me talk about it a little bit. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. And, and that's it's just so awesome. And I know that feeling, man, where you're like, man, I wish I could do, you know, if I if I have the vehicle, I got to do something good. Yeah. And, and that's the, the best part of it. And it's a genius idea. I mean, the lyrics, like, that's so uniquely special. Like, who, I, I, I'm like, can I buy, like, I'm not, I can't afford it. Yeah, but I'm, you know what I mean? We like, that's so really, We all get asked to do stuff all the time, right? And so not to sure. God, and that seems like a lot of it. And so I'm like, I'm like, no, man, just grab a paper plate and catering. Yeah. And right, right with, with marinara sauce or whatever. We'll take it and frame it, mount it, and make it look cool. And catering. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The ask is it huge. Although some people are like, okay. Oh, yeah. Come on, it's not that much. Yeah. Uh, But we've had some really cool stuff over the years, and we're looking forward uh, to uh, getting some new stuff. That's great, man. Yeah. And er literally, it's so crazy. Everybody you just named, I like, as soon as you did it, it was like, remember those old uh, uh, TV commercials where they put like an album together and you hear the songs like for 50, like, play? Like, Derek Girl. Exactly. Yes. You were you were saying those names, and my brain was like playing each. Like into the next track. Yeah. I was like, what is their name? Oh my god. That's hilarious, man. So fucking awesome, dude. Um, I I can't believe like an hour basically blew by. I've I've got to ask you the yeah. the last three questions I ask every guest on the show. Okay. Um. So first one is, if you can go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself that would help you today? Man. I would say don't, I would say, trust me, man, everything that you're going to worry about, you're going to survive. Just don't worry about it because it's not worth your time. That's hard to do, you know, but worry has never changed an outcome of anything. It's just made the process miserable. And so it's like, if I'm looking back, I'm telling you, don't worry about that. You're wasting way too much energy and time on the wrong things. Right. Um, uh, yeah, give that up. Give up worry. Beautiful, man. Love that. Um, and the second question is, what had to end in your life, good or bad, that led you to where you are today? Uh, alcohol and drugs. Uh, for me, it was it was definitely to a point of uh, collateral damage, outside of self, and internal damage uh, inside myself. And so no one's like, yay, I get to get over they talk about you know gratitude at the end and certainly i look around now um and i've got just my i've been married for 27 years um i've been uh you were 11 (laughs) of my i've got three great kids that are just better than i deserve and so you know i had to give that up and i had to learn how to begin to handle life on life's terms a little bit Um, yeah and uh and i had to give that stuff up do i still uh we have once in a while wish i could dive into that pool sure do yeah I, you know, play that tape through to the end right yeah you know it's like a bad movie so. yeah <laughs> the opposite of an Allmark movie yes <laughs> which means i'd watch it right the movie. yeah it'd be great but you would be yeah and i wish i was watching it with someone else yeah, it'd be the literal end. Like when it ended, you'd be like, uh, "That would literally be it." Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. That's the literal end. That would be the name of the movie. Good. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm glad you got through it, dude. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, and uh, the last question ties into the show. Yeah. So if this was a genuine dystopia, more and it seems like it's getting inchy yeah, 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 closer yeah, to yeah, it yeah. more. So I, I thought we were going to get a little out of it, and now weird shit keeps happening. Yeah. But if this was a genuine dystopia, um, and more so than it is today, um, and you woke up and you knew, and everybody knew it was their last day on Earth, what would be happening? Would it be? Do you think it would be government collapse? Do you think it would be a comet? Uh, alien zombies? What would be happening, and how would you want to go out? I think, I think it's probably a tie between two things. I think, um, I think there could be a, um, um, a governmental inability to handle a situation because it gets either overrun from the inside or the outside. Yeah. Right. Like, like, and then things can get uh, either ugly in an authoritarian way or ugly in a nuclear way right right like, like crazy shit can happen when you hand the keys over to crazy people of course but there's that the other i tend to think now that it would be some kind of germ warfare kind of thing yeah it gets that gets uh out of hand i mean i don't know why the, how the, i don't i almost don't know how that can happen in some ways right Dude, um, have you heard? Have you heard the way they're, just, they're describing the shit in the sky? Because it's cylindrical, it's long, it's a yeah. tic tac. And I'm like, those are all bacteria shapes, God. Like, like, I'm like, anybody, anybody looking into that shit? Like, I don't know, sperm or a bacteria? Like, what is kind of to overpopulate the earth? One's trying to wipe us out. We don't know. We just think that what... Rihanna was trying to warn us at the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, fuck! Did you not see the Super Bowl? <laughs> so I do I will say I say I, I do find a little solace in this mm. that is because I can get I can get like many many people I can get really um uh, overwhelmed by uh the hype let me give you let me get I there's a problem sorry no I, no my way to me just kick in I love noon I get it and, and all right so the 24-hour news cycle mm-hmm. has as much of a news jokey as I have been in my life. I really think that it it became has become far worse than it has been good. Right? Yeah. How part of that is that they have to take something and and until the next thing pops up and make it a bigger thing than it is. Sure. Here's my example of that. Do you remember a few years ago? Um, there was a guy, uh, some crazy preacher that burned the Koran and like people started dying halfway around the world. You were that crazy guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was in my hometown. That's in Gainesville. Now I was watching the news, you know, it was all over CNN, all over Fox, all over all of them. Right. Yeah. Guy, and there's news trucks everywhere. And I left my house and I'm going across town and I'm going, and that's weird, man. That church that he's preaching out of is right down this little road here. And I turned down the little road, which I've been down before. There's nothing there. It's a little peach kid building. And he's selling furniture out of the back. Right. He's a crazy guy. There's news trucks. And they're just broadcasting, broadcasting. And I'm like, if you're up the gas station literally three blocks away, right. you don't even know it's happening. Because of that intense 
magnification that was blown out to everyone. Right. It became an incident where people halfway around the world died. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, is it really? So what's the truth? Yeah, the truth is the guy burned a Quran. It's the truth that we have a huge problem with people burning the Quran. Right. No. Right. Oh, there are yeah. people trying to. Do, you know what I mean? Absolutely, dude. And so it was. Um, so anyway, so what I find heartening, when I when I see things like uh, when you have nine eleven or some of those big things that happen, you're like, man, if 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 people wanted to do damage, it wouldn't really be that hard, right? If you and I really wanted to to conspire to do something um, just ugly, we'd go buy an old Chevy van and fill it up with gasoline and drive it into. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, the land that hard. And, and that that doesn't happen very often, sure. right? Yeah. Like with hundreds of millions of Americans, I find it heartening that something keeps us. Now, we mass shootings is a little bit of a different conversation, but yeah. But but as far as like error and and right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things where like when my I, I have people in my life, as I'm sure you do too, who are overly paranoid because when they watch the news, they're like home invasions, but it. And I'm like, you have to understand, like, the likelihood right. of that, like, of, of people in your neighborhood, of of somebody being so, like, most people who do that kind of shit are just, they don't want to die either. So they're not looking to break in, well, you're, you know, like, that's a want, but because of the constant, that's they right. need to make their money. They need that's to right. get a thing. And it scares the shit out of my mom, you know, my mom sometimes. I'm like, you don't need, you know, you try to get into the house yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Creating, it, it's, there's a thing there. There's something there. Yeah, making a much bigger problem out of some of the some things, right? Uh, uh, then create bigger reactions to those things and, and bigger divisiveness um, because totally. of the way we get politicized and and the way social media is. Yeah, hundred worse now algorithms and yeah. and we get fed what we want to you know all of that. Yeah, but anyway, wow. So anyway, we're on the diet from germs or sperm. Germs and sperm. That's the way you're going out. Germs and sperm. <laughs> <laughs> so a little wood to be on from it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be enormous. <laughs> it's gonna have little black glasses like these. <laughs> oh my god. I can't wait to look at the next thing they're shooting out of the sky and then kinda of, I'm like, is that fucking Ken? Too bad. Look at the glasses above. Where's Brian to tell me? <laughs> Oh my God, dude! I'm, thank you so much for doing this, man. I had a fucking blast with you. Seriously, likewise, John. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely, thanks. Hang out real quick, uh, backstage. I'll talk to you two seconds, and then I'm just gonna. Are you gonna stay on actually while I do this, guys? Um, normally, Tom is here to exit us out of here, but you know, like, subscribe to the channel. Uh, I hate doing this part, but uh, like, subscribe to the channel. Drop the picture. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, DystopiaTonight.com. We've got new episodes posted uh, daily. Um, and also please, you know, check out Lyrics for Life, guys. Uh it's the website is I have it right here. Lyricsforlife.org. Lyricsforlife.org. Yep. Um you can find us through there. Sweet, absolutely, man. And then um and also what's your you want to throw up your Instagram? Uh it's Sister Hazel Band. Sister Hazel Band, okay. And, and, and Facebook, Sister Hazel. Sweet. We're 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 everywhere. We're awesome. all the um places. Thanks so much for watching, guys. I'm going to toss up the exit. Have a great time talking with you. Thank you so much, man. I, I really do appreciate it. Oh, 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 oh,